Welcome to Faith and Freedom. We hope to inform, inspire, and encourage you to stand up for faith and freedom as we discuss victories and challenges in the courts, in public policy, and in the culture. Faith and Freedom is brought to you by Liberty Council, a litigation, education, and policy organization. Join us now as we address the latest cultural issues across America and around the world. Shocking new statistics have recently been published in the JAMA Pediatrics. We're going to be talking about this on Faith and Freedom. I'm Matt Staver, founder and chairman of Liberty Council. Joining me is Holly Mead. Well, the, the Journal of American Medical Association Pediatrics chronicles a mind-blowing spike in the number of adolescents who underwent, quote, gender-affirming, close quote, chest reconstruction surgeries or double mastectomies in just a few short years from 2016 to 2019 showed a spike of 389%. Mm. This is very similar to what the Maryland Public School in Montgomery, Maryland, the largest school district in the state of Maryland, showed from 2019 to 2022. That particular school is very much indoctrinating children in the LGBTQ agenda. They showed in that school alone a 382% spike in what they call gender nonconforming individual students there. That's not necessarily students who have gone through double mastectomies, but it's students who are expressing that they are opposite of their birth sex. Uh, they are what they are referring to as gender nonconforming. This is not biological. This is not because all of a sudden something's happening in the biology. This is an indoctrination. It is a sociological issue that we're seeing happening around the country. Yeah, you're just seeing, Matt, this, this normalization of this whole LGBT agenda, and they just keep pushing it a little further and a little further. Now you've got some of these so-called children's hospitals like Vanderbilt Pediatric Gender Clinic. You've got Boston Hospital and others actually on their website saying that they will do these surgeries and even, and I think they took out some of the information because of minors, they're doing it even on minors, children as young as 13 or 14, they're doing this top surgery. This is awful. One of the uh, readers, when we sent out an email recently, pointed out that a hospital in our own area, Orlando Health, has a specific person on staff that does just this and promotes oh. these surgeries, the puberty blockers, the other hormones, and so forth, right here in Central Florida. So it may be in your community as well. This is becoming a billion or multi-billion dollar annual business. In 2016, according to the JAMA Pediatrics article, there were about the 100 uh, children that underwent the surgical procedures for double mastectomies. These are children, adolescents, children. under age of 18. And just a handful of years later, 2019, that number soared to 489, thus the 389% increase. The findings are based on statistics gathered by the nationwide ambulatory surgery sample, which found 1,330 chest reconstruction surgeries were performed on children from 2016 to 2019. More than 98% of those procedures were masculization, uh, meaning that they were performed on females who had their breast removed, only 1.4% were feminizing um, mammoplasties, which would be augmenting but not removing breast tissue. Uh, this is absolutely stunning because 
what we're seeing are stories of these, particularly girls, but not exclusively girls, boys as well, that are given these puberty blockers that will sterilize them by prohibiting the production of their natural estrogen or their natural testosterone. That will make them sterile. And then what happens is you start administering high levels of the opposite hormone, and then you start performing surgery. The fact of the matter is that there's lots of stories coming out now by children who have become adults now, and they have said, this was the worst mistake that I could have made. I didn't know any better, and nobody gave me any counsel. They're talking against what they received in terms of their medical advice, that these doctors are just giving them whatever they want in terms of puberty blockers or steroids. And that's why we represent counselors who try to help these children that are struggling with this. You know, we've won a couple cases in Florida on behalf of counselors. But you see people like uh, J.B. Pritzker and his family. He's the governor of Illinois. Very, very wealthy. They're using their money to continue to build these so-called gender clinics. A few years ago, you only had a few. Now they're just populating right and left because for example his his family and his his sibling is also confused about gender is pushing and building these clinics to keep normalizing this to mutilate these children well you know he's the governor of illinois right and the pritzker family is an exceptionally wealthy family they owned i don't know if they still do they might have divested royal caribbean cruise ships and so many the others. hotel chain is where they've the got hotel chains and but, so forth yeah rachel is a woman who now regrets what happened to her. She grew up in a dysfunctional family, which is not unusual for someone to go through these kinds of things. Usually there's some kind of trauma that's happened to the individual, sexual molestation. It could be uh, domestic violence with, for example, let's take a woman where the father uh, figure, whether it's the actual father or not, but the male figure in the home really uh, represses the woman and the woman uh, then looks very weak in the eyes of the girl, and so that girl then, you know, responds to that, does not like her femininity, or her body is physically, sexually violated by some other individual and rebels right. against being a woman. There may be other kinds of things that are happening now, particularly in the schools, where it's not just that, but it's this idea of, Oh, so you want to play on? Uh, you want to play with the boys softball? Well, then maybe you're a boy. No, maybe you just like to play softball. How about that? Um, you know, there's lots of indoctrination that is happening to these young people. Rachel is one of these individuals who was raised in a dysfunctional family. Her father began molesting her at an early age. Even in childhood, he would tell Rachel that she deserved to be raped. Unbelievable. She grew up in a very terrible situation. She would be raped again by a stranger at the age of 14. Three more rapes from other men ensued. By the time she was 17, she wanted nothing to do with men and began dating girls. Her father kicked her out of the house. Rachel says, it's no wonder I was so easily lured into this um, chosen family of the transgender community. That's where she ultimately found acceptance. And so she went online and got involved in the transgender communities, which they seemed welcoming and acceptable to her. As a result of this, she thought, well, her happiness that uh, she was always searching for 
perhaps it would be that she's not supposed to be a girl, that she was a mistake, and that she would be happy if she would change her gender. And so to be able to express herself, she began going down this road. She got zero counsel. Uh, She went to uh, different doctors. She wanted to get hormones. What's it for? I wanted to change my gender. Okay, how much do you need? There was no counseling. She saw a therapist for a month, a month before the hormone you know, prescription was approved. She says, at the time, a person was supposed to live in the role of the desired sex for six months before receiving a letter that you would be able to get these hormones. She didn't get any of that opportunity. She says her therapist, after a few sessions, decided we could lie about that. She, it was transition therapy. She says, my body, when she started taking these hormones, began to change rapidly. She said she got whiplash. My mental health, which was pretty bad to start with, started to get worse. I had thought I'd get better. I thought I would begin to think clearly, be happy in my own body. I even thought I'd be more comfortable with men as though I would be more comfortable um, with men if I could garner more respect from a gay man than as a woman. But you know, man, it's so important to remember God never makes a mistake. And this happens to people because there's an underlying cause, some kind of dysfunction, some kind of abuse, something happens. They don't just wake up and say, oh, I want to be the opposite sex. And now you've got the White House entertaining this as well, trying to normalize it. But we've got to embrace that and realize what's going on. Yeah, she says, Rachel, uh, by the time she was 25, she hurt all over. She was tired all the time. She got jaundice and unrelated uh, uh, urinated blood. She had a mess. Fortunately, she stopped, and she began to try to get her life back in order. Pray for these individuals, because there's a lot of indoctrination happening, but there's a lot of hurt that is part of this as well. We need to be compassionate on the one hand, but we also need to put protection around uh, our children and stop this indoctrination and stop this mutilization of their bodies. God designed them as he designed them, and we need to reach out with a gracious hand, but also protection as well. For more information, visit Liberty Council's website, lc.org. You've been listening to Faith and Freedom, brought to you by Liberty Council. We hope that we have motivated you to stand up for your faith, family, and freedom. Get informed and get involved today. Visit Liberty Council's website at lc.org.